expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. Starting your own business can be extremely rewarding, but it can also be ridiculously hard. It's especially true when you have to carry out your business in a new country with a different language, different culture, not to mention different laws. So today, we're speaking with the Entrepreneur Society of Taiwan. It's a group that helps out entrepreneurs by holding regular events in Taipei for networking and for spreading the information business owners need to know to run a startup in Taiwan. Now, what caught my attention about this group was that they hold all of their events in English. And when we got the group's founder, Jeffrey Lin, in studio, he told me this isn't just to help out foreign entrepreneurs in Taiwan. These events can also make a big difference for local Taiwanese. Jeffrey says the idea is to create a safe environment for local and foreign entrepreneurs to come together. A lot of entrepreneurs in Taiwan, the way I see it is that they, they've been talking about, you know, how do we go outside of Taiwan? A lot of them are not really that international in terms of mindset. They're focusing a lot more on the local market. But what we're trying to do is to encourage people to think more outside of the Taiwan market because uh, the only way you can go to, to become really big, to become valuable, is if you go international. So and it doesn't mean that you have to go to the States or go to Europe or go to elsewhere to become international. There are a lot of, uh, there's a huge international community here in Taiwan already. Why don't you, and the way I see it, you know, I would, I, I say, you know, go and meet those people who are already here. They will provide you with a lot of insight about, you know, where they're from and whether or not your product or your service will actually work in their countries. So, you know, before you can, you go go out, why, you know, the, the market is already here in Taiwan. And so, in a sense, you can actually get a lot of insights, get a lot of uh, things done before you can you, you move to, 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 to the countries that you have intended to move to. And so that's what we're trying to achieve with EST, that mm. you have, this is the safe environment I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to venture out to mm-hmm. a really foreign country, not knowing anybody there. You, you know, here in Taiwan, you can do it very safely. You can mm-hmm. do, you know, there are a lot of people you can meet, you know, a lot of things you can already do before you can, you know, towards that international thing that you want to do. Right, and this is important uh, because if if people are constrained to just the Taiwan market, that might not give them an opportunity to expand as much as they'd like to. Yes, correct. You'll be correct in saying that Taiwanese has been you know, entrepreneurial uh, for, for many decades. And uh, you know, it's it has been hardware industry uh, you know, in, in the past. I'm saying that there are a lot of things they can do outside of hardware, and uh, there are a lot of things you can go outside of Taiwan. And uh, just that we just need to have that uh, environment for people to get used to. And so we're hoping that ESD can provide that environment. What do you think are some of the key insights? Now, I'm sure that you haven't had an opportunity to listen into every single conversation that's happened there. But what do you think would be an example of some of the insights that a Taiwanese entrepreneur might learn from speaking to some of these international guests that go to these events? They can certainly learn the things, you know, things as simple as, you know, what do you have for breakfast in the States? You know, if you don't even know what they have for breakfast in the States, how can you say, you know, you'll be able to build a product or a service that is actually demanded by those from the States? Because, uh, or, you know, the same thing, you know, you say you can go to China 
because you can speak the language, but you don't really know what they do for, for uh, on a on a daily basis. What the, the things that they use, you know, how if you are doing a, a tech product, you know, how you know tech savvy they are. There are a lot of things you need to learn before you can actually venture out. And you know, really, the world is so global right now. You don't really have to step outside of your of a national boundary just to get the learning done. You know, the learning can be done here. It's not from school. You know, school can't really teach all that. You can you you just have to go out to the community to meet the right people. And fortunately, the right people are here in Taiwan. Mm. And so, why don't you make a start? And so, you know, if you really come down to it, it's about user experience. Mm-hmm. How do you how can you make Someone from another country like your product. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to user experience. If they don't like your product because they have a bad experience, then it means that you don't really know what they. You don't really know the market well enough. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing works even if you are in the local market. Mm-hmm. So and so to understand what's going to give somebody a good user experience, you need to understand what they like and yes. understand what they like. You kind of you have to meet them. You have you to have know to these them. people. Yes, definitely. You have to know these people, and you have to know. How they how they do things, how they think, how they you know speak, you know, there are too many things. It's not that easy actually. Mm. You know, it's not just a case of doing a survey, right? And then people will give you some general answers, and then you, and then you can say to yourself, yes, this is what Taiwan is about. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not that's not right. that. You know, you know the same thing can be perceived differently in different countries. Mm-hmm. Same product, same services, but it's perceived completely different, mm-hmm. uh, or it's used differently in in different places. So we just have to find out, you know, um, uh, one by one from you know talking to different people. The best way is actually to talk to people. Mm, yeah. You know what they what, what do you like this product? You know do you uh, you know do you see any deficiency? You know or do you see any shortcomings with a lot of things they were trying to do? Or is this something that you need at all? Mm-hmm. You know it's really talking to it's really this the, you can only do this through talking. It's not things that you can yes you can read from the books you can read from the reports. But it's really about talking to people, getting that in a... Sometimes, sometimes the, the best answer is not via words. Mm-hmm. It's not through words. It's through, you know, through observing how they react. Mm-hmm. It's nonverbal. Right, right, right. So now, of course, there's going to be a different group of people at your events. It's, it's in English. So it's, uh, there's also going to be some international entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. What kind of help do they need? What kind of entrepreneurial environment and support do they need to be successful in Taiwan? You know, having a legal background, I tend, I will, you know, first, you know, tend to say, you know, as a first answer, it's going to be the legal knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, you have well, that's have. tricky. That's hard yeah, to it, understand. It is. It is uh, don't get me wrong. You know, the country is very foreigner friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in terms of the, uh, the regulations, when it comes to the legal side of the matter, it's not actually that foreigner friendly. Right. Uh, I, I'm a foreigner, so I can really, I have experienced it firsthand. But uh, that's not, that's just only the first hurdle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to understand what Taiwanese want. You know, Taiwan as a country is very, in in a sense, it's uh, it's very receptive to a lot mm-hmm. of foreign things. If it's hot and, and it's uh, trendy, you know, it it doesn't matter whether it's come from the states, it doesn't matter from whether it's come from Korea or from Japan, from China. People here would like to try it. But then again, you know, they the fact that they will try a product doesn't mean that they will like it. Mm-hmm. So you will have to go deeper, and, and so it's really for foreigners who want to make it successful. You have, you know, like I said already, you know, many times you have to talk to a lot of people. 
But you're saying if uh, if maybe this foreign entrepreneur doesn't have that cultural experience or hasn't built any relationships with local Taiwanese, mm. there might just be something little that mm. kind of throws the product off and makes it, like you said, the user experience not quite yes. work in Taiwan. Yes, correct. So they just have to have to find out what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that secret ingredient yeah. uh, that, that make the the, you know, the the sauce work. So when people attend these events. What do you think is the is the way that these events can help address some of those issues that these foreigners face? Is it is it just a matter of gaining face time with local Taiwanese? Is it a matter of uh, meeting people who understand the regulations and getting mm-hmm. them to help out? What, mm-hmm. what, what 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 is the way that this is helping out? They can certainly get a lot of help from the, not just the legal side of things, but also accounting side. You know, knowing you know who can provide what help. Just meeting the right people. Meeting the right people, and also if you need uh, a channel, mm-hmm. maybe some of the people in the crowd, in the audience, they can provide that kind of help. Um, I mean, maybe they've gone through the process and they can really, or maybe they can be your co, you know, coworkers or mm-hmm. you know, uh, your, your co-founder for some reason. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things you need to get to. So it does seem like there are quite a few foreign entrepreneurs in Taiwan. Why do you suppose that this is a place that they would choose to start a business? What would what would their interest be in starting a business in Taiwan? A lot of uh, foreigners I've met, although they're trying to do a startup, uh, I'm surprised that they they're not all entirely that focused about on the the local market. It's not mm. really about the more local market. They're just using Taiwan. As a as a as as a, as, a, as a jumping board to get into wanted. China, not 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 necessarily to China, but to the world. Mm. It's it's surprising that if they can do this, why can't the local Taiwanese do that? Hmm. Because uh, Taiwan does have a, a good infrastructure when it comes to doing a startup. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the government is the most you know startup friendly government in the mm-hmm. world. Uh, I'm just saying that there are a lot of things. Um, I I hate to say that things are more affordable here. By comparison, but it is uh, it is actually a fact that uh, there are a lot. Of, you know, it's actually more affordable to do a startup here, uh, and the, the cost of living is much lower compared to I don't know if you want to compare yourself to to Hong Kong, to Silicon Valley. You know, it's now or to China, Beijing. It's not just nowhere comparable. It's just much easier here. And the thing there's another thing that I mentioned earlier about the Taiwan being a very receptive community to form products, foreign ideas. That also helps in the sense that if the products can work here in Taiwan, there is some legitimacy in saying that the product can probably work as well in other countries because mm. of so much because of this the, 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 the country being so receptive to a lot of uh foreign ideas, foreign things. And so it's actually a good place to test out your products, mm. to test out your ideas. And uh, and you know Taiwan has a lot. Like I said, it has a lot of infrastructure. It has you know the hardware industry already. If you are into doing the, uh, hardware and you know, products, then you can always leverage on the supply chain that you have here. A lot of you know, management techniques they have. A lot of the connection they have mm-hmm. to, the, to the factories in China or elsewhere. You know because of the, the, the how they have perfected the production techniques. Mm. And that's just you know that is just a lot of things you can leverage. Right to make it work, mm-hmm. um, and plus it's close to a lot of markets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's close to Japan and then close to China and Korea as well, of course. Uh, China, Southeast Asia, mm. it's in a it's in a very good position to really uh, launch any startup in a sense. And the, I, I think that a lot of foreigners do see the the advantage of doing the startups in Taiwan because uh, it doesn't have to be for the Taiwan market. Mm-hmm. It can be for elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just a good launching pad. Right. 
uh, and that that's what it is. For your events, there are themes to some of these events. It's not just about uh, mixing and mingling and meeting other people. There's actually specific uh, topics that you guys are taking on so people can learn a little bit more about these issues. Can you take us through a couple of these topics that you guys are tackling and explain a little bit why this is something that it would be important for an entrepreneur in Taiwan to know a little bit more about? We started with the Speaker, speaker Night event. So that's a, that's a, that's an event where you have either entrepreneurs, seasoned seasoned entrepreneurs, or a, a venture capitalist to come and share, you know, whatever they have, whatever that is on their mind. We will. We also have the Woman Entrepreneurs Night, and that's a place where you know female entrepreneurial females can come and share about their stories. So far, we have only had uh, legal workshops. And where entrepreneurs can come and learn about the local, the local you know, regulation when it comes to doing a startup, right? And you were saying that that's tough for a lot of foreign entrepreneurs. That that is tough because uh, a lot of the information are not actually available in the English language. It's, it's, it's a real problem for a lot of foreigners because they can't really get to a lot of people, a lot of these professional people mm-hmm. like lawyers and accountants who can mm-hmm. actually speak the language. Right. But like I said, you know, it's the workshop is basically you know telling people you know that some of the basics. You know, when it comes to taking care of the legal legal side of the business, and and the information is not always readily available, right? So once you make it easier for people to gain the right information, you know, in, in just in one uh, one and you know, two hour session. Mm. So and there's gonna be a pitch night. You know, we want to we want to implement maybe starting from next year, mm-hmm. where you know people can just genuinely come. Doesn't matter you know when you're local or you're foreigner, come and talk about your ideas that you have. Maybe several people, you know. It's going to be a pitch night, so it's going to be several teams. Sharpen up your skills to kind of market yourself, sell your ideas. Yes, for for local Taiwanese, it'll be sharpening out, uh, sharpening their you know their, their pitch. But foreigners, it'll be you know generally talking to the audience, maybe you know because they attend, they're bound to be a lot of Taiwanese mm-hmm. in the audience, and basically just trying to test out the market, and, and learn a little bit more about learn, what people learn, want, and see if they can get some feedback. So this is something that obviously you're very passionate about. You've put a lot of work into uh, promoting entrepreneurship and promoting mm-hmm. this group. Yep. Why, why do you think that entrepreneurship and uh, having more entrepreneurs is something that's important for Taiwan? I think it is important not for the uh, the the older generation. It's important for the younger generation mm. because uh, I've seen a lot of issues uh, with the salary that they have. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about you know how low the salary is, and and that it has been the case for many years, and has not been better. I mean, I, I'm just trying to do what I can to see if we can influence that to some extent mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get the young people get involved in entrepreneurship. I mean, entrepreneurship is probably one of the better way to change something for the better. It is the kind of entrepreneurship. That can be instilled in these young people. Mm-hmm. That can cause them to see the world differently. Mm-hmm. They will not say, "Okay, this is a problem I cannot solve," but mm-hmm. they will turn around and say, "Okay, this is something that I can solve, and I'm gonna I'm gonna solve it in a different way as opposed to just talking about it." Mm-hmm. Because talking about it does not doesn't doesn't really change too many things. You have so to start somewhere. So it's about making people feel like they can create their own opportunities yes. and not necessarily accept these lower and lower salaries. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, that's one of the uh, way to go about things. Of course, there are a lot of ways to deal with the you know, low salary situation. If this is something that you can handle, something you can you can cure, you know, why don't you do it yourself? You mm. know, instead of trying to re- rely on you know external help. Taiwan has a lot of very talented young people. It's uh, it's kind of sad to, to see that they, you know they don't have 
they don't know the way out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really talented. They're really bright, and they 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 went to good school. They have really good education. You know, there are a lot of things that can be done. A lot of, the opportunities are out there. Do you see attitudes towards entrepreneurship uh, maybe shifting in the younger generation? Because obviously, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, Taiwan's economic success is founded on small lots and lo- like a constellation of small companies kind of sprouting up. Yes, um, and so that's je- definitely how uh, the older generation mm-hmm. kind of made their. Uh, made their buck, made their fortune. Do, do, do you feel like that's something that's changing? People are a little bit more reluctant to to take that risk and start their own business now. I can't say for everyone, but there are certainly a, a, a segment of the society when it comes to the younger generation that they are not that daring when it comes to stepping out of their comfort zone and doing something different. So I'm saying, you know, can we do something to influence their mindset? Uh, but it's not so much about just teaching them, you know, you know, giving them book knowledge. It's about letting them have have the right experience, you know, experience it. So uh, I think if we can achieve that, you know, with you know a lot of the events that we do, and they can come and see it for themselves and talk to people, and then maybe that can put a seed in them for making the change later. All right. Jeffrey Ling is the founder and head of Entrepreneur Society Taiwan. Jeffrey, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You can learn more about the group and its upcoming events on its Facebook page. That's it for the show today. As always, we'd love to hear what you thought of the program. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page, rate and review Taiwan Talk on iTunes, or visit us on our blog. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk for ICRT. I'm Keith Menconi.